Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Content and Capacito podcast. I am your host, Kathy Keaton, and I am recording this from work because, you know, that's just what we do. We are multitasking queens. You know, that's just how we do it. But it is, I'm recording this on a Monday, but you're hearing this on a Wednesday. So if you are hearing this on Wednesday, congratulations, you have made it to half of the week. Um, the beginning of the week didn't start off um, that bad. So, you know, you're good to go. But let me just set the scene for you because I know that you guys love it when I set the scene. So I had a coffee cart cafecito this morning. Ooh, it hit every spot that it was supposed to hit. And listen, bodega and... I almost spilled my water. I'm so sorry about that. But bodega and coffee cart cafecitos are unmatched. Um, if you can relate, let me know. Speaking of that, this um, brolic ass bottle. I have a hydro flask that I had gotten as a gift for like watching a, a webinar. Um, it was some Facebook ad. Honestly, I was really, I was really bored one day, and I saw this Facebook ad that was like, "Oh, win a free hydro flask," and I was like, "Okay, how legit is this?" And then I signed up for their webinar. It was like for some security system. And they sent it to me as like a thank you for watching the webinar. So I'm literally like a hydrated queen today. If you hear it, you hear the ice in there. Oh, it just keeps my, I, I filled this with ice at nine o'clock AM and it's almost one o'clock PM and there's still ice in there. So I'm so thankful for that. But yes, I am a hydrated queen today. I already had my cafecito this morning. It gave me so much life. And I also meal prepped. You guys will be um happy and be proud of me. Um, not lunch, but I, I meal prepped breakfast. I made some overnight oats. It was great. Um, but yeah, but listen, we got some tea to talk about because this weekend, this last weekend, um, let's talk about it because I was just scrolling through TikTok, you know, just scrolling through TikTok and I see so many people making videos about this creator, Michaela. So we're going to get into it. We're going to get in right into it because there's a lot of information I got to go over with you. And there, I have a lot of thoughts, okay? I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of thoughts. And I know that after this episode, some of you may agree with me. Some of you may not. It's fine with either one, but I have to tell my truth because, you know, this is my podcast. <laughs> so um, let's get into it. So the creator's name is Michaela Noguera. I think I said that right. No, Michaela Noguera. If you know her on TikTok, she is, um, I believe her TikTok is at Michaela or something like that. Um, I believe so, but I don't know the, um, I don't know the exact, like her exact handle, but it's at like Michaela Makeup or something like that. So she's 24. She has 13.5 million followers, bro. 13.5 million followers. So she is like incredible on TikTok. So apparently she got canceled. <laughs> I'm not laughing because she got canceled. I'm laughing because cancel culture is so annoying. But apparently she got canceled because there was this video from 2021 that resurfaced, um, which she had deleted it. But apparently somebody found it because, you know, some people... Okay, the thing with like resurfaced videos is like, so I feel like she had made this video and then instantly regretted it. Um, I'm going to get, if you don't know the details of this, I'm going to give you the details in a minute. But like, this is probably why she deleted it. But if she deleted it, 
like just let her delete it and be done like don't resurface it because you're bored and just want to create some drama but i mean i'm kind of glad they did because now we can talk about it and i can actually give you some insight on what's going on so so basically she had said in her um video from 2021 i am gonna read what she said because i want to keep this podcast clean and not explicit not flagged so i am going to read what she said in her video because she does curse um so give me a second i'm gonna read it word for word it was like a clip basically she was bored and she was um responding to um to comments i guess that she was getting on her previous videos so she said um in, a, in an original deleted video, this is actually coming from popcrush.com because it was the only website that had all of the actual like facts about what, what was happening. She had responded to a comment telling her to try to report to a job nine to five, right? So she said, quote, every single day I get up at 6 a.m. I spend about five to six hours filming video content that ranges from three to four videos. And then I spend a few hours editing that video content. Then I have to work on my other social media profiles, whatever it may be. She continued the original clip, adding that she had meetings until her workday ended at 5.19 p.m. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> Did you digest that? Did you digest that? She said that she her workday ends at 5.19 p.m. and she gets up at 6 a.m., right? Okay. She said also, quote, I literally just finished working. It's 519. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. Because the people who say it's easy are so far out of their minds. Try it for a day. End quote. I'm going to just have a moment of silence just to, you know, for you guys to digest what you just heard. And I'm going to take a sip of water because I have thoughts. Okay. And yes, I'm an ice chewer, so I'm so sorry about that. Um, okay, so a little bit of background about her is she started TikTok in 2020. You know, like at the at the the brink or like the peak of the pandemic, right? She was laid off from her job at Ulta, so she used to work at Ulta. If she worked nine to five, I don't know, but she used to work at Ulta. That's all I know. And she blew up on TikTok because she was one of those people and I actually follow her on TikTok. So she is very, very relatable. Not one of those people that I like try to be relatable, but she is very, very relatable. Like she doesn't have like the typical size two body. She says she doesn't sound like a typical like influencer. Like, hey guys, so today we're going to be, she doesn't do that. She like gives very raw and authentic uh, reviews on TikTok. So she posts a lot of makeup reviews, not a lot of like in-depth tutorials, but she gets a lot of PR or she buys um, certain makeup that she thinks is um, is like either trending or new makeup that comes out. And she like honestly reviews it, which people really appreciated because there's a difference between like watching a makeup review or watching any type of product review and knowing that it's biased or knowing that it's an honest review. Like, you know, right? So I'm going to start with my opinions because I have a lot of thoughts, okay? So listen, as you know, I work nine to five, right? I work in a hospital. I've been working here for some time. I've actually um, been working. I, I started working like period when I was like 15. 
and I had a little um, part-time job and then it quickly went to full-time because you know how these damn companies are. So it quickly went to full-time. And it was like that typical 12 to 8 schedule, you know, you have when, you, when you're when you 15 years old. Um, I've worked at Red Lobster doing a host, like being a hostess and also doing serving. I've worked at CVS where I've had like to work 12 hour days. Like I have been working all my life. I think the only period of time that I wasn't working was when I had left CVS and I was transition, t- transitioning into another job um, and I maybe had like two to three months where I was unemployed and I was losing my mind. I was like, oh my God, I need to work. I need to work. But this was back in the day when influencing and content creating was not a thing. Like Instagram didn't even exist. Like we were just, you know, playing outside and jump rope and playing manhunt. If you know, you know. But um, yeah, so I was working, always working, always working, always working. And I come from a family that is workers like we I do not come from a privileged family obviously my parents raised me in a way where they provided for me like and obviously I never went without um thankful to my parents but my parents are were not born in America like they work hard for everything that they have and they definitely instilled that from me from birth and I know that you guys if you guys are listening to this some of you may um relate to that you know especially Latino and immigrant um parents they have to work extra harder because we don't have the same resources or same um um opportunities as other people may have and that is a whole completely different topic that we can get into in another day but um yeah so basically I work nine to five right then um the like let's fast forward a whole a whole bunch so then the pandemic hit in 2020 right so a lot of people lost their jobs my husband being one of them so we were a one income household for a long time and i w- that's why i had joined the mlm because i needed to make i needed to make a few bucks like we need we need something coming in that's extra that's besides my income and i always was taught And let me know if you agree with me. I always was taught that do not, first of all, don't leave your current job if you don't have something like coming. Like if you don't have something that you're going to, don't leave your current job. Because at the end of the day, you need stable income and you also need benefits. Like who knows what can happen, right? So leaving my job was like, I have always been the type that I'm like, okay, even if it's a toxic work, work culture, like I'm going to stay because I need to keep this job. Now I'm not like that anymore. Now I'm just like, okay, I need to find something else because my mental health is like worth more than anything, but I'm still not going to be out here unemployed. Like I'm not doing that. That's just me. So my experience during the pandemic was similar to a lot of people during the pandemic. Like a lot of people were in one income households because they have no choice. And then they'll get they'll start like a business on the side or do something like that. So yes, I started um the, I joined the MLM and I started making consistent like maybe 500-600 a month extra on top of my income, which was sustaining my husband and I for some time. And so I left the MLM um in December of 2021 and now I have my own independent business. So that is me working as a 9 to 5, right? Throughout that while I'm in the MLM and now even more so that I'm independent, 
I am a social media strategist, but I do create content. So let's just let's just call me a content creator for for the sake of this episode, right? So I don't I don't have every minute of the day or every hour of the day or every day in general to create content. I have to operate on the limited time that I have. If I'm already working 9 to 5, that's 40 hours guaranteed that I'm working. Um I want my weekends to rest. I don't want my weekends to work. If I want to create content, then I do. But if I'm exhausted, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to burn myself out, right? And then in the weekday, in those little pockets of time that I have, that's when I have to create content. That's when I have time to work on my business. So yes, I do the creating of the content. I do the editing. I do the marketing. I don't have the privilege of having a team yet because that's not where my income is. That's my goal. But my income right now at this current moment in September of 2022, (laughs) in this current moment, my income is not at the point where I can hire a team. So I'm doing all of the creating. I'm doing all of the editing. I'm doing all of the marketing myself. I am a one woman show and I am running everything myself, which I don't mind at this time, but it does take time, right? And it does take work. So that being said, I had a lot of thoughts on what she said about influencing. She's basically, so I don't, let's just start off by saying, I don't disagree with her saying that an influencer is, um, is work because I do know that it takes work. The content creator side of me know that it takes work from, I have been, I have been, um, approached by brands that want to work with me that I had to decline because it was too much work. I get it. I know that it takes a lot of work to be a content creator. I know that it takes a lot of work, especially when you have a certain stature online and you have a certain audience and certain like, um, like a, like a, what was I trying to say? Like a certain, your platform is huge compared to other people. There comes a point where you can demand certain things, right? So you can demand how much you're getting paid per video. You can demand, um, all of that. So I do, I do know that it does take a lot of work. I do know that creating content is, it can be taxing and you can easily get burned out by doing that. That's honestly the, one of the reasons, main reasons why I created my business in the first place to help people that were burned out when it comes to content creation, when it comes to running their, their business online. I know, I get it. However, you gotta read the room, Michaela. Like, you <laughs> there are certain things that you gotta keep in your group chat, sis. Like, listen. And that's probably the reason why she had deleted the video. So, whoever resurfaced the video, like, just leave her alone. Her net worth, because you know, this comes up when all of this, all of this drama comes up. Her net worth is two million dollars. What 24-year-old do you know that is making $2 million? Her net worth is $2 million. And apparently, a small business had approached her to create a review on their product. And she was char- her, her management team told them that she charges $80,000 per TikTok video. I'm going to let that sink in while I take a sip. 
This episode is sponsored by my one-on-one private mentorship program, Passion to Profit. Have you ever had that burning desire to convert your idea into a business, but you didn't know where to start? That's what Passion to Profit is for. Together, we'll work on your business plan, professional website, and your offers and services for your clients. And you know, I'm going to include some social media in there and also content creation to make sure that you get your business out there. You can choose from either my three or six month program and have me as your guide to start the business of your dreams, all while navigating through imposter syndrome and recovering from burnout. And for my podcast listeners, anyone that listens to this podcast and is interested in joining the Passion to Profit program will receive $100 off of admission using the code PASSION. So make sure that you DM me the code PASSION. Let me know that you are a listener of this podcast at Content and Cafecito Podcast. And we'll talk about how we can start the business of your dream. Now let's get back to the episode. $80,000. That is more than the average person's salary for a year. She gets paid on one TikTok video. And she has the nerve to complain. So here's my thing. Whenever you are running your own business and you are creating content, right? Just because I have the experience with all of this. Whenever you are creating content, and you do not have a full-time job, that automatically, those eight hours that you would have normally been at a full-time job is automatically allotted to something else, right? If she doesn't want to wake up at 6 a.m., she doesn't have to. Me, I have to. Because guess what? If I don't wake up at 6.30, I miss my train. Then I'm late to work. Then my job is in jeopardy. And I cannot risk my job being in jeopardy. But for somebody that is a content creator or an influencer, they can sleep in a little more because they own their time. Especially somebody that is at Michaela's stature online, she has the resources like management and and, um, a publicist and all of that, that she could be like, you know what? I don't want to take any meetings today. I don't want to do this today. If she's having a bad day, I don't want to do this today. She has the ability to do that. She has the ability to be flexible with her time because she owns it. Well, what I don't understand is that she was laid off from Ulta because of the pandemic. So she used to work in retail. And this is like an example of like not not forgetting where you came from. Like, girl... You used to be out here, like, struggling with the rest of us. Now, apparently, according to several sources online, she came from a very, um, not very wealthy, but, like, not from poverty. So she, she was very privileged growing up, which is great for her. But it's like, sis, you got to read the room. You think that telling 13, almost 14 million people online that you're exhausted after working, doing content creating and influencing for a day. Like nobody's saying that it's easy, okay? Nobody's saying that, you know what? I'm gonna rephrase actually. It is easy. Creating content is not hard. It's not. People make it a lot harder than they need to, but creating content is not hard. Especially if she is not like on 
like the OG, like YouTube people's level. Like she's, she's more of a, not to say that she's not on their level, but she's, she's a different type of influencer. She posts makeup reviews, bro. Like she doesn't even do extensive makeup tutorials where she's doing a lot of like in-depth looks and like zooming in to like show you how I did this. And she's not doing all that. So she's not even doing crazy editing like that. The editing that she's doing is the same editing that I do when I do, um, not tutorials, but when I do like tips on how to do something or on my Canva um, hacks, whatever. She does the same type of editing on that. So that editing is not rocket science. Like that editing you could do on in the Instagram app itself or on the TikTok app itself or on CapCut. Like is not like some like I need to hire a digital manager to do this. She's not. So if she's waking up that early to bang those videos out of the way, then that's cool. I get it. Now, I do also want to mention, because I think it's important to mention, that she does, um, she did come out and speak about her mental health struggles recently. Um, in 2022, she did um, speak about the fact that she is trying to recover from her eating disorder and that she's trying to document her health journey. So I do know that she... Um, is struggling with some mental health challenges so i definitely feel for her when it comes to that because being constantly being like a face online and posting yourself online you're going to be um you're going to be prone to receiving some type of backlash about anything everybody's going to give you negative comments that's just how the internet works but the fact that she said that she's um she opened up about it and she's having her own mental health struggles. I completely understand that. So um, I definitely feel for her and I wish her the best on her health journey. However, I think the reason why she had initially deleted that controversial video was because she knew how it was going to be taken. Like, you know that if you have, if anything that you... If anybody that you follow is only an influencer, if you only follow influencers and influencers only follow you, then that's fine. But ain't no way only influencers follow you if you have 14 million followers. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Read the room. Like, we were, we were, we were rooting for you. Okay? Like Tyra Banks said, we were rooting for you. And you had the opportunity to really say something powerful to people who create content as a full-time job and also to give honor to the people who work nine to five. That's the thing. Like, okay. Like, <sighs> I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. I would never say that I am more tired than a nurse or a doctor. Never, never. And I could be like at my wits end because I work for a doctor. And even when he's rude or even when he is like difficult, I am never going to say that I'm more tired than him because he's a freaking doctor. He works 12 hours, 18 hour days. Like they have to save people's lives. So I will never complain about that. And plus, once I leave my nine to five and I am a full time business owner and I create content online, I'm not going to crap on people that are still working a nine to five. Like that is one thing that I cannot stand behind. Plus, apparently there were like, I believe I screenshotted it. Let me actually pull it up. There were people that had pulled up. Um, there was a girl on her video or is a video that somebody had stitched for her. I don't know. TikTok is weird. 
the iron they, that the the person said the irony of the one Jaclyn Hill comment that says, quote, must be nice to be so rich by just making YouTube videos or something to that extent. And we all know Jaclyn Hill, right? Jaclyn Hill is OG. You know, her ex-husband just passed away, unfortunately. But Jaclyn Hill is the OG on YouTube. She made YouTube tutorials since I... She was actually, I think, one of the first people I followed on YouTube to make YouTube tutorials. And she left a comment like... A year ago, I guess around the same time or maybe before, this had to be before, maybe she was working in Ulta and she saw Jacqueline Hill like complaining about something or because, you know, Jacqueline Hill complains a lot, <laughs> but she probably saw Jacqueline Hill complaining about something or Jacqueline Hill um, like expressing herself and was just like, oh, must be nice to make um, millions of dollars off of YouTube. Like, sis, you make a like you make $80,000 a video on TikTok. Are you kidding me? You know the people that will kill to make that mon- that amount of money in their 9 to 5 jobs a year and you're complaining about being tired? Granted, you have the right to be tired. Because what I'm what I'm thinking and what I'm deeply feeling is that she was burned out. Because when you're burned out, you are highly emotional, you are highly stressed. And you don't care. Like, whatever you say, you're like, whatever. Whoever takes it the way that they're going to take it, they're going to take it. She didn't know what else to say. So that's probably why she was just like, oh, I'm just exhausted. But it's like, ma'am, you got to read the room. Keep it in your group chat. Or, 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 or text it to your sister or text it to your mom. People that will understand you and are not going to judge you for what you're saying. Because at this point... No, I'm not one to judge, but I can only judge based on what she's saying. And what she's saying is very entitled. It's giving entitlement. Listen, whatever experience you have as a content creator or whatever experience you have as an influencer, because they're kind of one and the same right now, right? Influencers have to create content. So if you create content online and you get paid for it, you are a content creator. That's just what it is. I'm not saying it's for the week. It's not. Content creating and and doing all of that and editing it and getting it up in a deadline is not for the week. You have to have a level of organization to it. You have to have a level of discipline. You also have to have some type of schedule. You have to have accountability. It's not easy to be accountable to yourself. It's not. Which she's actually very privileged and very fortunate that she has a team that can keep her accountable. But still, at the end of the day, it's up to you. You have to make the content. You have to edit it. You have to um, get it to the brand, get it approved, all of that stuff. Like, I get that. And it can be very stressful, especially if you are the one that is the face of your brand. And that is the reason why you have um, the opportunities you have. But that doesn't mean that once you... um, move on from that period of your life that you can then disregard people that are currently in the stage that you were in you know like I am never going to um look down on people that used to that was that work at CBS now because I used to work there and it's it was rough okay and I probably was stupid and I was messing up things half the time too I'm not going to crap on somebody there like, oh, you work there. You work at CVS. Like, yeah, I had to do it too. And guess what? 
this economy and this world is so unexpected. You never know if tomorrow Instagram and TikTok are going to shut down and you're going to have to go back to the nine to five. I'm just saying. And if you needed that as a reality check, then you're welcome. Because no, not everybody wants to work for someone. Not everyone wants to work in a nine to five. Not everyone wants to report to someone. But at the end of the day, if social media shuts down and you don't have a backup and that was your bread and butter, you're going to have to go back to that nine to five that you were just condemning. So no, I don't think that being an influencer is hard. However, I do know that it is tedious. It takes a lot of work. So I think that she had a poor choice of words when she said influencing is hard. Try being an influencer for a day. I would gladly make one TikTok video and take all day to edit it if I'm getting paid $80,000. Because guess what? If I do that, I don't have to work. And I, and this is, this is going to be the most exaggerated like example. I would rather work all day that day for one day out of the entire year, knowing that I am guaranteed $80,000 for that video and not have to work any other day of the year. And that puts things into perspective. People will kill to make that amount of money. People will kill to make even close to that amount of money. There are some people that are making half of that right now and can't even survive. And and this is New York. So I can only imagine in, in LA or, and she's not even far. She's not even in LA. She's in Massachusetts. Boston rent is not cheap. And she just bought a house. What 24 year old do you know that can buy a house, have a brand new car and make $80,000 on one TikTok video? It's giving entitlement. And the thing is, she had a great, that's what I wanted to say before. I think I had cut myself off. (laughs) She had a great opportunity to really showcase the value of working a nine to five and also the value of being a content creator. And she blew it. And to be honest, that's probably the reason why she deleted the video. Because I know if I would have said something stupid, then again, she was 23 when she made the video. So I was stupid when I was 23 too. So, but she probably made the video. And maybe her publicist or her manager saw it and they was like, um, Michaela, it's giving tone deaf. It is giving entitlement and you should take it down. Or maybe they were just like, you know what, girl, maybe you shouldn't respond to every negative comment you you get. Like, how about we take this down? It's not good for the brand. Like, let's just take it down and let's move on. And she was like, all right, fine. And she took it down. You know, you don't want your $80,000 to be, um to be compromised and i'm listen (laughs) i am i'm not obsessing over the eighty thousand dollars but i found it crazy imagine and i just thought about this now the eighty thousand dollars that her manager proposed to the small business was for a small business imagine what she gets paid per tiktok video for a big brand like anastasia anastasia beverly hills or mac or sephora Imagine how much she gets paid per video. She also just got a makeup deal, I believe, with um with Morphe. I'm not sure. So she must be getting um revenue from that. So 
she has like she has the privilege to do that and then she has a privilege to be like you know what um this day i don't i don't feel good so i'm not working today i'm not creating content today and she is of the stature that if let's say her um her video was due tomorrow for a brand if she was just like listen i'm not feeling mentally well today and i can't put out a really good quality video for you um can i have an extension they'll give it to her absolutely they'll give it to her if i had a project to do at work and i told my boss i was not feeling mentally well today they're gonna be like okay so when are you finishing this project then because it's due tomorrow i don't know what to tell you but it's due tomorrow i don't have that privilege and a lot of us don't so i think that while i completely agree with expressing yourself and truly like not sugarcoating how you feel i also think that you have to like read the freaking room really read the room and really like think about who you're talking to and don't say everything on the internet like don't put all your business on the internet you could have kept that in your group chat like you really could have if i would listen if I would say everything that I wanted to say that I have in the conversations with my sister <laughs> online, nah, I wouldn't even have the opportunity to do this podcast because I would be canceled. I'm serious. Because sometimes we have those, um, those ideas and those thoughts that only our loved ones need to hear and only our loved ones would understand, you know? So... Oh, I know that this was heavy and that this topic could have hit home for some people. So if I offended you, I'm really sorry. I do not mean to offend anyone. If you don't follow this podcast anymore after this episode, then I completely understand. But I just want you to understand my input on this, that I know that content creating content is and being a content creator is not is not. um, It does take work. I'll say that. I think it's easy because it does um it doesn't take a lot of effort in terms of like laborious effort. It may take some research, it may take for you to get some props and lighting and all of that and a lot of things to consider. But I think that you always have to be mindful of the audience that you are trying to reach. Because um, it's not a good look when you are a person that a lot of people look up to and consider relatable and a role model. And it's like you were just being relatable, sis. Like you almost had it. It's like she reached it, but then she went off track. Because she was the relatable queen. But then she went off track with this. So I'm hoping that she could bounce back from it. She, I think she absolutely will because if this happened in 2021 and now it's resurfacing, like... As of now, she hasn't made a comment on it, and I don't think she will. Um, if she's if she's smart, she won't, because I think it's just gonna create more drama. Like this is gonna blow over, but there's still gonna be people that support her. She's still gonna get brand deals, and honestly, even if all of her brand deals, let's say all of her brand deals, um, like went away. She still has enough in like savings or something like that. I mean, I don't know the girl's bank account, but she probably most likely still has enough in savings to be okay. So 
she's gonna be fine but yeah um those are my thoughts i definitely want to know your thoughts so be sure to comment your thoughts on the content and cafecito podcast instagram um and let me know what you thought of this episode let me know if you want me to talk more about like it's not really pop culture because it's like influencer stuff let me know if you want me to talk more about like influencers and content creators and like their marketing strategies and like ways that we can be different and like change you know like i'm a i am all for being solution oriented so let me know if you have any takes from this and yeah i would love to hear your feedback make sure that you give me a review because i definitely want some feedback okay make sure it's five stars though because that way i can get sponsored (laughs) but um until next time Stay safe and I will see you guys on the next episode.